We are back uh, doing a Sound 40 conversation with Marge Penning, and I've been really looking forward to this one. Marge is uh, uh, an elder currently. This is her first time being an elder, but uh, Marge, welcome to Sound 40 thank Project. You. Thank you for agreeing to sit down with me today to, to have a chat. Yes, so, and thank you for having me do this. Yeah. yeah. Let's just start with an easy one. Where did okay. you grow up, Marge? I grew up in a small town called Vicksburg, which is south of Kalamazoo. Oh yeah, okay. In Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Isn't there a, a racetrack there in Vicksburg, or there used to be? There, there, yeah. Okay. Near, <laughs> nearby. Nearby, near, okay. Nearby, you know, mostly I think we were known for three red lights and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't even have any fire <laughs> centers, so. Okay, um, so what church did you go to there in Vicksburg? Um, I went to actually a church in Kalamazoo. Okay. Millwood Christian Reformed Church. Oh wow, yeah. All right, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Um, so tell us something interesting that you recall growing up at Millwood CRC. Yes. Well, other than the fact that the um, address of the church was Lover's Lane, which had to appear on my <laughs> wedding announcement. <laughs> uh, convenient. I, <laughs> convenient. I remember a time when um, the young people were asked to put, you remember the churches had the signage with the, um, the, the times of the service, yeah. and, you know, the, the large signs in the front. And the young people were assigned to come up with a little slogan. Okay. And um, one young man suggested a certain one that we all just loved that got turned down, but it was, what are you doing on earth for heaven's sake? And that double meaning of the phrase yes. um, was, you know, has kind of become for me, sort of an important focus today. But I, I do remember at the time, we loved the double meaning. Wow, <laughs> may, may I ask a follow-up question? Yes. About that? <laughs> what was that like then for the youth group to come up with that phrase and then, did, did I hear you right? Then it was not accepted. It, it, it wasn't accepted, but we knew, we were all on the, you know, the facetious side of it. Yeah. You know, what yeah. are you doing on earth for heaven's yeah. sake? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, what are some of the positive ways that Millwood CRC and the people at Millwood helped form your faith in, okay. in a positive direction. Yeah, um, mostly in, in those early years, well, I, um, I was raised in a Christian home okay. and um, regular church attendance. And in those days, the church was the center of your life. Yes. I mean, it was, it was double services. My parents were very devout. Um, we had any time there would be a visiting minister or um, missionary, they were having dinner at our house. Oh, wow. And okay. it was very, very involved and, and a lot of Sunday observance. So the traditions, learning the catechism was a big part of it. Okay. Um, but the traditions of the church and just the regular attendance and the habits of the church, that type of thing, mm -hmm. you know, that, I think that was more, um, more of my focus in those years. And then later on, um, when we were in graduate school, my late husband and I attended a, a church, a Presbyterian church in Lexington, Kentucky. All right. A very dynamic minister. And I think that our, um, that our, I was kind of, in a way, fitting into the church more at, at a peripheral level, even, okay. though I, even though I was well exposed uh -huh. to everything. Okay. And then as, as time went on, um, when we came back and Jim joined the faculty at Calvin, now university, and um, I became a consultant in an autism program, center-based program for the intermediate district. Yeah. We, um, we joined a church, well, Plymouth Heights, okay. where um, we currently have in our congregation who's now retired, Reverend Bill Van Dyke. Yes. And again, went for the dynamic minister and were, you know, regular attendees of the church, but not really an, 
well integrated within it. Okay. Um, it was after in, he retired that we joined LaGrave, and that would have been in about 1984. Okay. And um, we continued on as members here until he died in 2010, and then I'm obviously still here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but in many ways, um, my faith was influenced in a building process over time. Okay. So over long-term exposure, the traditions, the fellowship of other members, definitely the catechism, yeah. the sermons, yeah. and then I kind of went on and tended to lean towards more information. You know, I think we all come to God in different ways. Yes. And to me, it was a lot of reading, okay. seeking C.S. Lewis, Lister Bell, reading, yeah. reading other, Charles Stanley. Um, I'm currently starting to read N.T. Wright. And yes. So it was just more, I think, of a self-developing of faith. Okay, so along the way, who are the folks that mm -hmm. spoke to your mind, that helped mm -hmm. develop that? Yeah. School teachers, you know, yeah. who are those folks? Uh, not as much school teachers. Okay. I went through the public schools. Okay. You know, yeah. I, as I saw in, again, later years, um, that, you know, and Jim went through the Christian schools. Okay. Yeah. I was in a position living in Vicksburg where, um, it wasn't possible for us to go to the Kalamazoo right. Christian School okay. and, until high school. Sure. A, at that time, my father tried to bribe each of us with a car if we would switch, but then we were then like, what, sophomore, junior in high school, right. didn't, want, didn't want to leave the school we'd grown up in. But, uh, but over time, you know, I see again, and very committed to the focus of Christian education. Yeah. But I do think God places people in our lives to encourage us. That um, and there are people that I can think of who had just a deep, deep sense of faith. Yeah. In my private practice, I was um, in speech pathology. A really close relationship with family members because I I would see some of some people for many, many years, and I would see you know parents and um, older clients who just had a tremendous faith. And yeah. you know some of them were Catholic. I can think of one who was evangelical, but their comments and just the exuberance of their faith gives you a sense of that you really want what it is that they have. And, and so then I would you know, listen to them and kind of talk about what they were reading and what they were focusing on. So I think it was, you know, if you're not in a situation where faith comes easy, easily to you, you're given people within your life that will yeah, help you along with that's that. That's right, yeah. yeah and that's, I think the Spirit guides us to reading what we need to read. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you're in right now. You're reading yeah. N.T. Wright right. among others. Yeah. 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 Um, how about events? Are there significant events? Sometimes those yes. are important that, to us. That is yeah. the, that is a major one for me. Okay. Um, the singular thing that really changed my faith was the sudden loss of my husband Jim, and um, I think to that point. We were married for 38 years. And I think like so many other people who have a loss in their life, they're challenged by the loss of a family member. It um, permeates every aspect. And until that point, I would describe my life as, as um, well controlled, that, we, that Jim and I were handling everything. You yeah. didn't really need God in your life as much beyond a superficial level of faith. I wouldn't say I didn't have faith in God. Right. I just would say that God was not the center of my life to the extent He should have been. That um, I, you know, because it had everything and, and it came easily. Um, had had the dream career, had a wonderful marriage. There was nothing in my life that I would have changed nor wanted to change. Yeah. And so, if time becomes segmented to the life you had before 
in the life you have after. Yes. And with that sudden loss, when I, you know, I was kind of left with, we had been um, in Denver a day and a half before he died, had gone through the mountains, 1,700 miles, and I thought without guardrails, it would have been so easy for God to have taken both of us together. Yeah. But yet he was gone and I was here. So I was really faced with a number of things. One is, you know, what, what is the purpose for my life? You know, why am I still here? And, and then realizing that that superficial level of faith wasn't enough, that there, there just wasn't the comfort, there, there, there just wasn't. Okay. And so I just began a whole series of just intensive prayer, just on, just on peace, just okay. to give me peace. And, and peace and acceptance of God's just whole plan. You, you yeah. become tempted with, is the whole resurrection, you know, is it too, um, is it too good to be true? And is there, you know, you pray for a marriage and you, you know, pray for um, doing the right things and then it's all gone. Yeah. So I just realized that for me, the message that I was receiving is you, you cannot rely on yourself, you cannot rely on others. In, in those dark times of life, you just so desperately need God and His presence in your life. So I did, um, that was my sole focus. I, I began with just peace and then with a movement towards more thanksgiving and just gratitude for what I have. And then back to that purpose, what is my purpose going forward? I remember focusing a lot on a, a song that Linda Randall sang, The God on the Mountain is the God in the Valley. Mm. And I, and I mm. look back at that time to, I mean, all my passwords and the computer hope, joy, peace, the things I didn't have. It was, it was every, everything was sort of in that direction. Yeah. Now, I believe those prayers were answered. That, and, and I look for, um, when I write sympathy cards to people, I try to find um, that there was a phrase on one of the cards, God is near to the brokenhearted. And, and I really look for that kind of card or that kind of message because I believe it to be true. And so it was kind of a movement towards realizing I needed to increase God's presence in my life going forward and my willingness to give up control, to strive for that personal relationship. Wow. So that's kind of, I think, where I am now. I think in, when I look back where was, God was present, those prayers were answered, that um, I think you become a much better person. You become more compassionate, more understanding, Okay. more open to willingness to help others. And it, I, my whole focus in my career was helping, but I think it, it's moving beyond that. If God can use you in some particular way, you need to be open to that. So earlier, uh -huh. you talked about how uh, faith for you is nurtured mm -hmm. in the mind. And yes. I was reminded, yeah. right? We love yeah. the Lord our God with all yeah. our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right. So as you talk about Jim's death mm -hmm. and this process mm -hmm. of grieving. How do you think about the relationship between mind and heart, soul, loving yes. service and actions? Mm -hmm. How do you think about that now that maybe uh -huh. is an aha for you? Yeah, yeah. It, and, and it, in many ways it is. And I think back to if you are in, if you haven't nurtured and built a strong faith, yeah. when you end up in a grieving process, it is all heart and emotions. That is the only thing that comes to the surface. Yeah. And in the midst of all of that confusion, 
you, you don't have, um, and particularly for me, I'm, I'm way too much of an academic. I read constantly and, and seek that as the main source of information. And when you can't open your mind to that reasoning and thought, yep. which, which was the way the Spirit led me, I think, in some ways through it, Very much. You, can't, you, you don't have um, everything together. I, I will, um, I joined the Crossroads Ministry, which you, yes. you know, because you yeah. had to give me Woo. a recommendation. <laughs> and, um, and, and I will write to the prisoners and I will say things like, you know, read the Bible and try to look at key passages that are meaningful to you and remember those. Because when adversity yes. comes to all of us, if, if you don't have anything that comes to mind, yeah. you're, you're just, it's like you're in the desert without water that you need to have God's word and guidance in your life. So, and, and just even facing temptations. Like yeah. when, you know, when Christ was tempted, he went back to the scripture. Yep. So yep. That, um, that mind piece, I think would be, you know, filling your mind with thoughts yep. from scripture. And, and rather than there with, you know, poor me, what's gonna happen. And, and then I think the, the heart piece came through with just the sense of, God will be there. I don't believe in the prosperity gospels at all. And, you know, I think that we, we are all going to be faced with trials. Yes. And, um, but I think that understanding and peace that comes that God will be with you in those circumstances. Right. And you, you will get through. And um, that gives you a lot of, uh, a better sense of, you know, less anxiety, less focus, what's gonna happen to me? What am I going to do? I, I think that, that that peace comes to you. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think that God leaves us in situations we just cannot bear for very long. Yeah. That if you do seek that and build that foundation of faith, that it will give you the joy. Yeah. I, yeah. I find that myself, like mm -hmm. in the Psalms, often mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. promises or those proclamations of mm -hmm. praise are in the mm -hmm. future tense. Mm -hmm. You know, the psalmist yes. is in, a, a position of grief, if you will, at the moment, mm -hmm. but that foundation allows the psalmist to think about praise and hope mm -hmm. and peace yes. that uh, God provides. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, Marge. Mm -hmm. Anything about the church today, mm -hmm. LaGrave Church, Plymouth Heights, mm -hmm. Big C Church, however you want to think about that question, mm -hmm. is there anything about the church today that, that you think the folks who were uh, who were helpful in forming your faith as a mm -hmm. young person mm -hmm. would be happy to see and would, would mm -hmm. celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I don't know if they specifically, although they, I think they would, but in, in the midst of all that prayer for purpose and everything, yeah. and one thing I could do was, you know, came this desire to help other people who are widows. And yeah. um, Nancy Bolt, yeah. who attended this church for so many years, yes. really reached out to me when her husband died six and a half months ahead of Jim. And we started meeting for breakfast together and to kind of walk through this together. You know, I often wonder what the, um, the, the wait staff at Brandywine thought of these <laughs> two women who came on Monday mornings and sat there and wept through breakfast. But we, mm. we worked through um, that together and then one by one decided to reach out to other widows. We're, you're not part of the LaGrave part, although okay. we're sort of a rogue group. Okay. But, but we started to invite other widows and built up um, three, now it's up to three groups where people are invited and the ones that want to come will 
join that sort of informal social breakfast group. Right. So we did that. I, you know, I miss her terribly now oh, that she's yeah. gone. Um, but beyond that, I think I'm so excited about the new comfort and care ministry. Yes. Because all of this, all of this piece of praying for people and um, sending cards on anniversaries and coordinating calls for offers of visits and looking down the checklist of what can be done. Remember resources in the library at LaGrave and I donated, I read 26 books on grief and I donated <laughs> the ones that I owned to the library. So they're there. So they're there. Yeah. And, and giving them resources, I think just to be, just I think so the church could enfold someone who's going through that. So it's not, because as, you know, as the person there, you, for the first time in your life, are driving to church alone, sitting alone, yeah. going home alone. And, and it's that, I think the sense of the church being involved would be invaluable to some people. Yeah. And, you know, kind of related to that, I think a lot of things that LaGrave is doing, um, enfolding the group of people with disabilities and trying to yeah. bring that to the surface and make everyone feel included, all of the small groups and things sure. like that. So the, the piece that, um, that Jim and I would have had years ago would have been, you know, we were going to church for the service, for the traditions, for the preaching. Sure. But, but not the involvement in the church. And I think the involvement, and I think that's where the grave is really shining and pulling people in. So I'm, I want to yeah. ask sort of the, the other side of that okay. question. Is there, some, is there anything about the church today that mm -hmm. you think back and maybe mm -hmm. those mentors in your mm -hmm. past would mm -hmm. be saddened by or, or yes. challenged by that the church is doing? Yeah. yeah, not so much the grave, but the church as a whole. Okay. You know, I, I'm very concerned that our age is far more secular than it ever was, and I may, I may have the wrong take on that but at least this country, I yeah. think, is moving towards a secular level. And, and I see people moving towards just spiritualism in general and, and having lost the catechisms, the creeds of the church, the tenets of their faith, yeah. the things that people struggled with over the centuries. What do we believe and why do we believe it? Yeah. And, and I think without that real foundation, I, you know, I, again, I, you know, right. I, I think you, people are gonna fall prey to what, whatever's out there on the internet, whatever comes up. Yeah, yeah. So, again, I, I mentioned prosperity gospel. Yes. That's a big yeah. one. Um, but, but I think, you know, other things too, just um, be happy, live your life the way you are. You know, I, I can see getting to the other side of all of this that you begin to realize that you have to look at the big picture in life and that okay. you, you don't get as frustrated over low order things and, and yeah. intolerances and, and that you um, you look at you know what is God's plan and purpose and focus on that and not deal so much on material things and everything. I think I see that I that's my concern okay. for young people growing up. Yeah. Okay. That they're they're faced with far more temptations sure. to just a self focused material world. Okay. Yeah. I think you touched on this mm -hmm. already when you spoke about the level of care the connection of widows uh, mm -hmm. coming together, but mm -hmm. other things about the ministry of LaGrave now in specific, mm -hmm. that encourages you. Yeah, you know, I, I think all of the programs, I think LaGrave does so well, so much excellence in so many things. You know, or, you know, the holding to the traditional style of worship, mm -hmm. the, you know, the strength of the hymns and, mm -hmm. and the coordination of the service, the, um, mm -hmm. the excellence in the preaching and the programming. 
I, I think all of it comes together really well. Right. And, you know, I, I feel that um, it, it's a welcoming church and even that the live stream piece yeah. is, is so important. So, so many people have commented that they can't come to church, they can still be a part of LaGrave by just watching it online. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. anything that I should have asked that I didn't ask, Marge? Yeah. Okay, I think I would say, where, where am I in my faith journey now? Yeah. So, in just a couple of things, I, you know, I've kind of moved towards really wanting to discern God's voice, to increase awareness of His presence. Because again, I mentioned that that superficial level of faith didn't work, yeah. wasn't, wasn't enough. I, I don't expect to reach a Billy Graham level of faith and certainly not the, the joy of the personal relationship that the Apostle Paul experienced. But, but I, I find that every step that I move closer brings me more peace and happiness and focus. So all the way back to that proposed um, signage years ago at Millwood, Yes. You know, I, I would hope someday to stand before God and be able to answer in a positive way, what did I do on earth for heaven's sake? That's beautiful. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I love that. Marge, thank you so much. I am so glad. I've learned some things about you that I didn't know even though we're on council together right now. So thanks for your vulnerability, your honesty, and uh, I was encouraged. So. Well. I appreciate the time with you. Yep. Thank you.